five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. It is Monday night for us, Tuesday morning for you guys. Yes. And we are here in our living room and um, sitting down with you guys for a few minutes in your Tuesday morning. Yeah. By now I should be, by the time they're waking up, I should already be on the road. Unless you're on the East Coast. Then well, it's three in the morning. Oh, yeah. I'm not leaving at three in the morning, guys. Yeah. But for the most of you, man, you know, do you guys know that we can click on the live chat when we wake up and we see, we see you guys that are on there at three in the morning? If we're awake at three in the morning. No, even the, the next day you could see the live chat. Oh. Anthony ah. obviously is at work. I see uh, Sally Scott on there. Sheila. Sheila. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure who else. Those are the ones I always see. Adam. Adam? That no, Oh, well, sometimes. he's East Coast, but I think he watches it later. No, yeah. I never see Adam no, on No, I never do either. Adam's a sleepyhead. He I'll, sleeps in. I'll take it back. No, not Adam. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, we <laughs> see you guys, and uh, sometimes I wonder, are they just chatting amongst themselves as our video plays? <laughs> Let me know. I'm curious. Oh, annoy me. Yeah, because I think it's for her nighttime. When mm -hmm. At that something time. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always get, I never know how many hours it is ahead. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Like right now, it might be morning. Over there. Yeah. It's becoming morning. Or about time to. Over there, about to be morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she sent me the most cutest baby video. I saw it. Yeah, he was stuffing his little face with... What was he eating? They looked I think, good. I think they were pork rinds, weren't they? I have no idea, but they looked good. I think they were pork rinds, right, sis? Or oh, my God, he's so something. cute, just trying to fill his mouth up. And he kept putting more and more and more, and I was just so adorable. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love seeing his little pictures now. Thank you for yeah. sending those to me. I loved it. I mean, before we get into the topic, I did want to send condolences um, to Pastor David Bautista. Who's that? Oh, it's a ghost walking by. <laughs> okay. And um, uh, he was a pastor. He was a prison gang member back in the 70s when I was being born. I think when I was, I think he went to prison the year I was born. Oh, really? And um, was really deep into it. Got out, got saved, pastored a Victory Outreach Church for a lot, a lot of years, you know. And um, because of his history, when he found out, I got saved in prison. Because, as you guys know, I was a rap artist. And he knew um, the same prison gang he was in was the same indictment I was in, you know. And uh, so he reached out to me, you know, and, and really embraced me in the beginning. Um, we grew apart over the years because we went, you know, with Grace International and pastoring a church. And he went with uh, Living Word. He started pastoring Living Word Church and, you know, but um, there was a lot of wisdom in that, man. I'll tell you, man, he frustrated me a lot of times because he was a straight shooter, you know, but um, that was him. That was his character, you know, and the last time we saw him was that his his church had a little car show. Yeah, remember? they had a little car show. Yeah. A yeah. little car show and a little concert. Yeah. And he was pastoring a church right there in Ceres, California, and... Um, I talked to Tony AOG. He said he had just talked to him on Friday. about. He was asking about a haircut. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, I think, the last summer 
Um, it was a little car show. And, uh, yeah. So just condolences to his entire family, mm-hmm. his his two daughters, his two sons. And, you know, it's it's a loss when... Um, it's a loss for us, but this is a man that, that loved Jesus, man. Yeah. He and his wife um, pioneered Victory Outreach in Modesto for a lot of years. And then his wife passed. And, um, you know, that's one thing. His I'll, I'll say this is his daughter a few hours ago wrote, I find comfort in knowing that dad is with mom again. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that is beautiful to hear. Yeah. I never got a chance to to really get to know him or talk to mm-hmm. him and stuff. Yeah. But I know he's from your, you know, past life and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Today we're reading the entire New Testament. Entirely. Word for word. You ready? Or should we just read a verse? Oh, yeah. You said we were reading Luke 4. She gets all scared. Oh, yeah. It scares me, guys. I'm like um, getting ready to pack and get ready to go. Yeah, so, so. We, we do want to share this passage with you in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verse, is it 42 to 44? Yes. Okay. So, um... This is obviously the gospel, so verse 43 is Jesus speaking. So I'm just going to dive right in. It says, Now when it was day, he departed, talking about Jesus, he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, Jesus, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. Because for this purpose, I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. In the message, David reads out of the New King James, and I'll be reading out of the message. And it says, He left the next day for open country. But the crowds went looking, and when they found him, clung to him so he couldn't go on. He told them, Don't you realize that there are yet other villages where I have to tell the message of God's kingdom? that this is the work God sent me to do. Meanwhile, he continued preaching in the meeting places of Galilee. Amen. So just to kind of summarize and and talk about this passage, what kind of the context of what's happening is that when Jesus would go and speak, the people didn't want him to leave. They didn't want him to stop preaching. They they, they, They almost tried telling him, you can't leave. You gotta, we stay here, teach us more, give us more, give us more. And that's when he says that, he's like, it says they try to keep him from leaving. And he says, I gotta preach the kingdom of God in other places. Yeah. Because he's God in the flesh. And he, because of that, he could only be at one place at one time. Yeah. And he was in human flesh. So he would get hungry. He would get tired. He, I'm sure he got frustrated. Yeah. Exhausted, thirsty. You know, and he knew he had a short time here on earth. And he's like, I got to go because the kingdom of God has to be preached. And I like how he says, for this purpose, I've been sent. So he had a mission. Yeah. And his mission was to preach the kingdom of God. So this is where, okay, because like we were talking about it right before we hit video and Sharon goes, how is this? How can this this be relevant? And because um, a lot of times, guys, scripture, 
you know this. We'll read it and we can talk about it 10 different ways. Yeah. And then, you know, there can be one scripture that can be so... I was trying to tell them, well, that scripture can be spoke so vaguely that it's just... It's just so meaningful in every way mm-hmm. that it, it, you know, but the thing is, is that I was trying to ask him, I said, so how can we really um, detail it to, to be um, specific, you know, and break it down to be relevant, you know, without it just sounding so like, oh, well, you know, or what do we do? You know, we go out there and we preach the kingdom. Well, yeah, isn't that what we do every day? Isn't that what we're supposed to do every day? And and if we have Christ in us and just by our actions and who, how are we go out and we behave daily and what comes forth from our mouth daily and everything, isn't that what we're supposed to do daily? Um, and even in these devotionals and, and just our interactions with people, um, I believe that that's, you know, being, you know, speaking kingdomly, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I hear in what you're saying is basically, as a Christian, this should be like basic 101. We should all know this, right? Yeah. But unfortunately... Our life should reflect it at all time. This shouldn't even need to be said, but unfortunately it has to be said because there are people that have agendas that are trying to build their own kingdom. Or they're trying to build their own. Th- now, here's the thing, right? See, but I, I think I think that's where maybe that's where we need to um, be a little bit more. Um, yeah. Be a little bit more specific. Yeah, and, because because if I throw a blanket statement saying all these people are build, busy building ministries, well, no, we should be building ministries. Here's the thing, though: Are they to build up the kingdom of God, or are they to build up your personal kingdom? You know, so building ministries is something we should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's ministries for homeless or prison or drug addicts or single women or all of these um, are good are things. Important, are good things. Are good things. But at what point? See, but a lot of people are. At what point does it start to become you're building a kingdom for yourself? Because See, a person can build this ministry. They can start building this ministry, but there has to be a fine line where you begin to lose the balance of it becoming, you know, forgotten to God's kingdom or unto your kingdom. And how does a person recognize? How does a person recognize that it is no longer? Because I do know one thing. I do know one thing that for me, um, back in the day that the moment I started to feel the obligation of doing ministry and no longer doing it from my heart yeah. and doing it unto the Lord, and I started to feel that I was now obligated to do it unto people, and I started to lose the love of doing of what I used to love to do, is when I began to realize that I was no longer doing it unto unto God. Yeah. That I was now doing it unto people. Because the fire, the joy, the feeling that I felt like that I looked forward to doing it was no longer there. Now I felt the obligation. Mm-hmm. Now I felt that I couldn't say no. And I felt myself sort of hiding 
um, so that I could, you know, I wouldn't say have to say no. So I found myself drifting away and you just no longer feel the same passion or commitment or anything. And so it becomes an obligation and you start to lose the love for yeah. what it is that you love to do. And th that I believe that that can be another form of way of no longer um, doing it unto the kingdom, but building more of a kingdom for someone else, Yeah, you know, than doing yeah. it for the so kingdom. So you're talking as far as a perspective, like individually. Yes. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, what... On, on my end, what I was saying is, for instance, and I think this should be asked continually, everything we do, like the interviews I've done, mm -hmm. for instance, somebody could on the outside say, man, he's doing that to build himself. Um, here's the thing, though. You, there's been fruit. Yeah. There has been fruit. To me, that is what separates whether you're building your own thing or building the kingdom that's the only way, as far as I can think, as I'm thinking right now, is is there salvations coming from it? Not, not behavior modification. Not, hey, let's have a, 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 a men's ministry and we go fishing. And there is no salvations coming from it. So let's say Bill's the five and 10 and 15 guys, 20 guys. You know why they're gathering? Because they like fishing. Yeah. And you're a bunch of cool guys. If they're not getting saved, then that ministry is not a kingdom ministry. It's worth salvation. So every time, let's say I do an interview somewhere, I'm like, is this going to lead people to God? And the emails come, and the messages come, yeah. and the people come. So I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you. That is my confirmation. Yeah. Because if salvations are not coming yeah, from it it's the fruit what are you doing yeah without salvations you're building a social circle and that's it yeah and and i've seen that guys um i've seen it happen in our church especially early on uh, a lot of people came to house of rest because i was sir dino not because of anything else um 99 of those people are gone Except yeah. my parents, you know? Yeah. Um, because people were there to see a this rapper, this person they saw in movies preach, and to be my friend and hang out with me. I didn't see it at the time, you know? And, and maybe, you know what? It is what it is, and it got us to where we're at now. So I can't sit here and regret, because you know how, as, as leaders, as pastors, you learn by experience, you know? And... and Somewhere along the line, people started coming that had no idea who I was. Yeah, I'm one of them, okay? Because you know? if I would have known, trust me, I would have turned around really quick. Because trust me, the last thing, I don't do this. I, I don't have a <laughs> new family come in, and I'm just like, oh, hey, how you doing? My name's Pastor David. I used to be a really famous rapper. Before. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, like, it's not even, some people till later, Sharon will bring it up or somebody, and they're like, what? And they'll be like, yeah, he used to have music and this and that. And they're like, I can't even imagine it. I don't think I ever bring it up like that either. I just, you know, I just talk about a, the powerful testimony and they trip of, out. of God's redeeming love, you know, and, and, and how he took a prisoner and da-da-da. Because sometimes and, we assume they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, because they, they see the tats and they see all of that. And I'm like, man, you know, they're all like... Um, you know, did he come out of a, and I'll be like, yeah, he was, he was a, he, he was in federal prison, you know, and maybe you could read his book, you know, he mm -hmm. 
did come out of the life, you know, and then they see the cover and then I'll, you know, and, and I'll mention, you know, li little tidbits here and there, but I don't, it's not my, my testimony to, to truly share. I think it's his testimony to share and I let him do it. But it, it, is, a, it, it is a different vibe than what it was in the beginning and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I love the families that we have now. Yes. You know, and and it's just a beautiful thing, you know, that not everything is based on rap music and this and that, like, and that's what it was. I mean, let's let's call it for what it is. That's what it was, guys. And maybe that could have not been helped. I mean, here I am, an ex-con coming out, starting a church, you know, and, and it is what it is, you know, but um, I realize that a lot of the men that were around were around because of the social circle. How do I know that? Because I say 99% of them left. Because if they were still serving somewhere else, that would be different. Yeah. But they're not. They've left. They've left the Lord. So I realized they were there because of what they thought I was going to do. And that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to exalt Jesus. And I've always wanted to exalt Jesus, you know. But, you know, so I guess what we're saying is those of you that, that God has put a ministry in your heart, regardless whether it's Anthony with the Zoom on Saturdays or a Bible study you're doing or Tony and, and Michelle Paleo or whatever it is, that root better be to bring souls to Jesus. Well, Including still, ourselves. But it still doesn't answer the question that I just asked you, though. At what point does a person know or have balance, or when do they know, you know, that um, they are building a kingdom for themselves, you know? How, do, how does a person know? Well, I thought I did answer when you see salvations. Because how the else? Fruit. Can, yeah. So pretty much, it's the fruit yeah. that comes out. Because how it. else? How else can we know? There is no other biblical gauge to gauge it by. You know, um, he says, "Lift me up, and I will draw men unto me." You know, well, so, I also, I also believe, you know, because sometimes, sometimes there's, it takes time for the fruit to show. Yeah, even it, real it, fruit. Yeah, it the real fruit will take time to show. But here's another thing that I'm I if if you you guys don't mind me saying, but this is where discernment is so so important yeah. as well. Oh yeah. Um is when you you're able to discern and feel the conviction as well. You know, you'll know and if you are very sensitive to the spirit and 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 you'll know the Lord will guide you. The Lord will guide you and and you know if you're sensitive to what the Lord is really truly placed and if he's really called you and given you a ministry um he will guide you and lead you to what it is that he's calling you to do. And if there's something that just is not right, you are going to get convicted. You know, and he's going to give you that discernment and you're going to be like, you know what, maybe this isn't the right thing I should be doing. You know, maybe this, I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't be putting this out. Maybe I shouldn't approach this, you know, 
And we need to be able to also use that as guidelines as well. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Because those are, those are huge things. Because sometimes before the even fruit even appears, before you even, you're even able to see the fruit, we need to use wisdom and ask the Lord to give us the knowledge and the wisdom to make those right decisions and everything. And to be able to be sensitive to those things, you know, and have the conviction towards those things. And that's, that's a really big thing mm -hmm. as well. You know, because through making wise decisions, through, you know, being able to have that conviction and being sensitive to all of that, then we can be able to lead in the right direction and see the fruit come mm -hmm. forth, you know? So um, I wanted to throw that little, no, you know, tidbit in because I, right. I think that that's important because unless we make wise decisions and all of that, then we won't be able to see the fruit, you know, because yeah. how do you, you know, I see people with some amazing ministries and sometimes they want to go about everything so quickly. They want everything so fast. You know, they're, they're one day doing one thing and they already think that, oh, because I'm doing something one day that the next day they're already, you know, thinking they're going they're starting this big old strategic marketing plan and they think that oh my god well I got to do this I got to do that and everything instead of taking it one step at a time yeah let god flourish the small things because through the small things the big things will come but sometimes they want to do something and take from th this little step they want to take this huge step onto something bigger instead of allowing that small little thing to grow, grow. And they, 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 they don't even give it time to grow. It's like, give it time to grow into something beautiful before moving on to something bigger. And sometimes people want things a little too quick. It's like, like give it the moment that it needs in order for it to flourish and become what it is that God's really trying to allow it to become. But I think sometimes we oversee things and we just want too much than what we can handle and god is god will say like okay you really want that but the thing is sometimes we're going to fall flat on our behinds and guess what and then it's going to be hard to get back up yeah so you know i don't know who that's speaking to but um you know i love business guys i love love business i i've always been you know, since I was a really, really, really young, I remember I was only about, I think I was about 11, 12 years old. I remember making my little business cards. <laughs> I used to call it um, Fashions by Sharon. It was funny because I used to rip jeans when I was really young. Remember my mom told you I used to make ripped jeans and put little characters in them. And I used to do crazy little things, you know, and I used to get paid for it at a really, really young age. And I used to always have an entrep entrepreneur mind. That was me. I was, you know, I was always just doing all kinds of little business, you know, ventures when I was really, really young. Um, but I always wanted everything so fast. I was moving from one thing to another to another. And my mom would always, you know, Mija, just slow down. You know, stop jumping from one thing to another to another. And here I was thinking I was this little entrepreneur. And I ended up growing to have so many dreams. But the thing is, is that I had too many that none of them ever, none of them ever flourished, guys. And, you know, it's funny because David actually makes fun of me sometimes because he says, what haven't you done? 
<laughs> because I've done so much in my life. I really have, guys. I've done a lot in my life. I was a mom at 14. Come on, I've grown up, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life. But the thing is, I've had so many dreams that I've seen just shattered. But the thing is, is that I can't blame anybody but myself. I blame myself because I've wanted everything so fast that me, myself, has, I, I blame myself because I have not taken the time to see something grow. And, you know, and, and I regret that, guys. I regret it. Because if I would have just stopped for a moment to just see something small grow and take the time, then it probably could have been something great. So I say that um, with all respect, you know, if you have a ministry, if you have something of God, nourish it, nourish it, ask him to help, help you see it through with wisdom and with all the knowledge and have, have him give you the strength to carry it through so that it can become something great for the kingdom. Mm -hmm so that people don't feel that they're doing it out of obligation, so that when they come to do it with you, they do it because they love doing it, and that they don't get tired of doing it, that they, that they come with all the joy and the love of doing it unto the Lord with everything that they have, and they're going to get committed. And man, that, that's what you want people. They, they, people are going to commit the same way you commit. They're going to have the same vision you have. And when people can capture the vision that you have, man, is that going to be amazing. You know? Yeah. And what's our vision? The kingdom. Jesus. Yeah. It, that, that's, that should be the only vision. That should be the only yes. thing we're striving for. That should be the only thing that we're going forward to. You know, so, you know... To summarize, it's, it's, it's salvations, it's discernment, it's seeing the direction things are going. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer that um, if somebody really wants something, they'll go for it. Yeah. You know, and um, sometimes even people I'm close to, they'll say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then six months later... I want to do this. I want to do that. And then six months later, I want to do this. I want, and I'm just like, I would have done done it already. Yeah. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care what I got to study. I don't care what I got to figure out. I don't care what website I got to go to. If I just sat back and just wanted to do things, there's not going to be no fruit in that. You know, it's interesting because I don't have a green thumb. To, to do anything and I know we had this box that you had built and it was a little hard to grow things and one day she threw a bunch of seeds <laughs> <laughs> and didn't even try and it grew yeah. that's called organic growth guys if God is in it it's going to happen Yes. but if you just lay in bed God's like don't don't be laying in bed saying, "Lord, I'm I'm waiting on you." He, no, he's waiting on you. Mm -hmm. He's waiting on you. You know, and it's like same thing with with when people want to be leaders, um, because leadership is about people before it's about anything else. Yeah, it's about people. First Corinthians chapter thirteen says it. Even though you you have all these instruments, it's like noise. It's nothing without love. What does that mean? It's like it, it means nothing. So. If I have to tell you 
that you need to fellowship with new people in the church, then something's off already because that should already be the desire of your heart. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way it is, you know. I remember I got scolded once back in the day when I was doing the movies with the two brothers. I never told you this. I got scolded because we all agreed we are going to do these movies, right? These old darker movies that I used to do. And um, here's the thing, though. They would put me to be the star of the movie. So there's a lot of pressure. I wasn't an actor. had no acting coach, no nothing. I don't know what I was doing. But that's a lot of pressure. You guys know it's hard for me to remember stuff. It still was in my 20s. I couldn't remember my scripts. You know, so it was a lot of pressure. So anyways, between sets and going here and going there, we were our own crew. So I'd be trying to figure this script out for the next scene, and I would never help them bring down the lights, do this, do that, like none of that. I wouldn't help them. And finally, they had an intervention. <laughs> they sat, they, they, they're like, hey, dude, we got to talk to you. It was three of them. Rocky, too. Rocky and the two brothers. And I was like, what's up, man? What's going on? They're like, why don't you ever help us? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you see us carrying these lights back and forth, all this equipment, the camera, the film, the, this and the, that. And, and in my mind, because I was so focused, I didn't even, honestly, I did not realize it. It was not on purpose because I was nervous. I was not an actor. So you didn't say, I'm the star. <laughs> no, no, I don't, no, I didn't say I was a star. I was truly I was nervous because I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to do this stuff. So my mind was so focused on trying to get these scenes right. And then if we're going to the next scene and it's with this actor and this actor and this. And I'd be like, dude, let's figure this out, man. And um, that I didn't even think that these guys are doing all of the legwork. But yet the, lay, the it was the payment went three ways. I was a partner in this, you know. And, um, and they're like, dude, I, I thought we were in this together. And I'm like, we are. We're like, can you help us? You know, and, and I felt really bad. You know, I felt bad. I'm like, dude, you know, you're right, man. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it. I do have a lot on me acting, but you know what? You're right. That's it. I'm having yeah. an intervention. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Why do I say that? Is because of this, is that if that was my true heart's desire, then what was going on? You know, and I think it's the same with ministry. If God has called you to start a church, then you know what? You can't blame nobody else. If you've been saying that to yourself for years, I'm sorry. That ball's been in your court from God for a long time. Or ministry or this or that or, you know, I mean, I so wanted to ride my bike in Oceanside really bad. Yeah. But, but you, you like you saying, you know, that if that ball's been in, in, in their court for so long, but there's the right way of doing it, though. Yeah. You know, there's the right way of doing it. Which goes back to your point. The which one you goes back, about. exactly, that it takes, you know, growth and it takes, you know, wisdom and the knowledge and doing things the right way and everything and not doing it the sloppy way and thinking that you're going to step over things and, and doing things without the, the right mm -hmm. counsel and being able to, mm -hmm. you know, because nowadays people just want to, you know, 
just do things, mm. you know, just because, oh, I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, all and, of that goes with your second point. Yeah. It's head. like, I'm just going to wake up and, you know, all of a sudden I'm just going to go make cards and, and I'm just going to be become this and I'm just going to become that. And I'm just cutting, you know, no, take your time, do things the right way. Speak to, speak to your elders, speak to, you know, your leaders or speak to a covering or do things the right way. Get, you know, educate yourself, you know, do things just because, you know, you have certain little things going, you know, start with a seed and that seeds planted, let it grow, let it grow, let it grow yeah. organically. Yeah. You know, um, last example that I'm going to say is, is this, this devotional. You know, um, we didn't decide, you know what, we're going to do daily devotionals. So let's go get a $200 tripod and lights and a camera and microphones and all this stuff. No, I had a tripod that we used on Sunday services and we would carry that back and forth. $15, our little tripod. Yeah, actually, you're taking it. Yeah, $15 tripod. She's taking that actually with her to SoCal. Good old faithful. So we can do the Zoom classes, but... It was just a phone on a tripod, my regular smartphone. It was still my smartphone, but we're, it was just there. And we just let it grow. And then over time, we got the little lapel mics. And over mm-hmm. time, we got a better tripod. You know, over time. And even then, it's, this was a $60 tripod. That's a little bit jump from the $15 tripod. But yeah. it's a good tripod. You know, yeah. it's good. It's nice. It's, it's, it's sleek. It's, it's nothing fancy, but, you know. It, it does a job. It does a job. Yeah. You know, and so even this, we're 500 something videos in, and we don't have this big old production. We have two lights, a smartphone, a tripod, and these lapel mics. And two people. You know, and it's going to grow organically. It's not like, hey, man, let's, make, let's build a set. I remember a few people thought this was actually a YouTube set. That's why I joked about it. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you go to YouTubers... A lot of serious YouTubers, they'll have, like, let's say they have kids. Mm-hmm. They'll have a three-bedroom house, and one of the bedrooms is literally their YouTube studio. Oh. So that's why they'll have certain lights and this and that. Like, that is their movie set, in a sense. No, this is our living room. This is their straight-up living room, <laughs> you know? So, that's why you see our kids, like, saying hello and whatever. Yeah, that's the front door. That's our know? front door right there. <laughs> so... We have just allowed this devotion. Oh, yeah, we got a little blue light. See, it looks a little fancy. It makes yeah. the wall look blue. You and know? you know what? Our kitty but cat hasn't come for the I last few times. I think she's times. backsliding. <laughs> you guys better pray for her. <laughs> yeah, she's, in re- she's in a rebellious state I think right she's now. mad at us because we weren't here last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, it's grown organically. Same thing with the church, man. Do you know why House of Rest survived the pandemic? Because we didn't live beyond our means. Yeah. We didn't build credit and do this and try to get a sound system and carpets and this and that, all this stuff to to impress people. Because a lot of times, if the Holy Spirit ain't there, you got to use money to bring people into the building. Yeah. Because if it ain't the Holy Ghost, then you have to impress them with things. And we didn't have money and we didn't have this stuff and we didn't want to build a line of credit or nothing because that brings slavery. So imagine if we had been in debt at the church, living beyond our means as a church, and boom, church is shut down, pandemic happens, we would have lost it all. Yeah, yeah, we would have. You know, and I've joked around, but it ain't a joke. The reason we have carpet halfway in the service is because that's all we could afford. (laughs) 
Yeah. We couldn't. It's a. It looks nice though. It looks like it's a concrete floor, and we're like, we need carpet because of the altar call. Because people want to come and and get on their knees and pray or or things like that. We have to have carpet. So we went to the carpet store, and we're like, this is how much footage we need, and they're like, that'll be fourteen hundred dollars. And I said, what can we get for seven <laughs> hundred? And they're like half of that. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> we'll take it. If you come to a house of rest, you walk in, it's concrete, and then halfway, <laughs> it's carpet. <laughs> they're like, well, do you want to build a line of credit? No, we don't. <laughs> Because you know what? God's going to provide us. He's going to provide. And he provided us $700. Yeah, and it looks nice, guys. It was because somebody said, here's $700 for carpet. Yeah. So... <laughs> But you know what? It is what it is, man. It is what it is, and and we're gonna go forward, and we go forward, and you know what? The day will come when the whole thing's carpeted. But that day ain't today, and it's okay. <laughs> That's fine. And you know how I got? You know how I got away with it? I told the congregation. <laughs> I didn't lie to them. I joked. I was laughing about it because everybody knew the story. But I was like, the reason we have have carpet is the coffee drinkers sit on the concrete. <laughs> so those of you that come with your coffee, sit in the back. But it never happened because they already stained our front part yeah. of the carpet. So, <laughs> but guys, you know, we have let the church grow organically. You know, <laughs> the wood behind the stage where you see us preach and you see, you see us sing that big cross in the wood, that is pallet wood. Yeah, that was from just a given brother. To us. A brother said he works at a pallet making company. And those are pieces of wood that were too small to use in the pallets. And so he would gather them. He would gather them and gather them. Finally, because he knew we were about to get a building. And when he had a whole pallet, his boss said, throw that away. Yeah, remember his boss almost didn't want to give it to us because he found out we were a church. I'm like, that's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pallet given. And then another brother, Humberto, who's a woodworker, said, I can work with that. I can make your stage. The, the back, the back I had already part. designed it. I just yeah, told him it, so drew it out and designed all it. All those pieces of wood and were in the back. That's all pallet wood that yeah. somebody gave us, you know. And what do we do? Well, you know, the brother that did the wood, he goes, man, I'm not going to charge this. It's for the house of God. He, he did amazing work. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm, you know, and he would go at midnight, him and his son, sanding each piece one by one. And I stained each one of those yeah. one by one, guys. I stained them every different color. Different because, stains to make it look yeah, like that. I know? did that with my little bare hands. You know, and the same thing, you know, uh, Brother Joe um, helped build the stage. Abraham burnt all the wood. Yeah, they burnt the wood. Little, yeah. There's a little torch from Home Depot, and you just burn the wood <laughs> mm -hmm. to make it to make the, the texture come out. Um, Tomas built a lot. Alan came and did a lot of work. You know, these brothers at the church were like, man, man. I know how to build. I know how to do this. We didn't hire nobody. Man, that's yeah. little, that's, that's home from hardworking hands from our family family our own little family there yeah. you know it's just a blessing so my point is house of rest has grown organically yes it shouldn't be any bigger little by little it, it started yeah. small it started in a basement guys it shouldn't be any bigger than it is today it shouldn't be any smaller than it is today it is exactly where it's supposed to be yes you know and um but yeah man i don't know I think we stayed on track. Yeah, you know? we did. Absolutely. But, you know, guys, I just want you to really always, always say anything you're motivated to do. 
Is this to build the kingdom of God? Because Jesus says, for this purpose, I have come. This purpose to preach the kingdom of God. So whether it's YouTube, Facebook, ministry, house church, Bible study, prison ministry, whatever it is, let it be rooted in the kingdom to build the kingdom, guys. So, all right, the next time you do the, we do devotional, it'll be a Zoom call. It'll be two screens, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, guys, I'll be over there with my son. I actually felt really good. He felt, um, it felt really good hearing better spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they want to hear an update. They're really, Abraham called me and they're really excited to, for me to cook for them. <laughs> so he's expecting um, some salsa and everything. And I'm like, I love when I start hearing that yeah. because I know that he's in, He's feeling better when he starts saying, "Mom, are you going to come cook?" And when I hear that, yeah, because it was, it was, he kept saying, "I'm not hungry, I'm not hungry." And then we would hear the spoon. And and when I started yeah. to hear that, I know that he was eating my soup that I had left him. I left. Remember, him he the, said he didn't want none. Yeah, he didn't want none of no. He didn't want to eat nothing, guys. And then I made the green machine. You guys know that I make a mad meat green machine soup that is really good for um, your Nutrition. immune system. Yeah, it's an immune booster soup. And um, so I left him six big old mason jars of that, and I found out that he had been eating it, and then I left it there, and he ate that whole thing, and he misses mom's soup, man, and um, my daughter couldn't stop eating it. She even posted it today, so I left her half of a, a big old pot, too, and she's already almost done with hers, and... I'm just really blessed, you know. My kids miss my my cooking, so um, they're they're already calling me, asking me if I can make my salsa and if I can cook for them tomorrow, and Amen. you know, which is today for you guys. But I, I just love that um, I can do that for my kids. You guys know how much I love to cook, so yeah. I, I'm I'm just excited to be able to do that. For and them. Adam, thank you, thank you for that gift. Yes, she has it. Thank, thank you. you, thank you so much. I will definitely be using that. Yes. All right, guys. So have a good night. Bye, I guys. Mean, good morning. Have a good morning. I usually do that, not I you. Know. Have a good morning. All right, guys. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Uh, on a Zoom call. Yes. All right. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you.